0: Tandem Nomads, episode 172.
1: When I started doing something that I really loved, I discovered I was not working anymore.
0: Hello Nomad Nation, welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. If you're a regular listener, you know that Tandem Nomads is all about how to build a business that you can travel with or stay at home with, depending on what are your needs. So building a business model that is portable is at the foundation of Tandem Nomads. And I've been sharing with you a lot of great examples, but today I have one of the most amazing examples for me, which is interior design. So I'm bringing to you here an interior designer who managed to build a business that is portable despite the very, very physical nature of this business. So, Renata, thank you for coming here. And are you ready for the ride? Of course. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So, Nomad Nation, meet Renata Carvalho. She's an interior designer and the owner of RGC Project. She lives in four different countries and six different cities after receiving her marketing degree in brazil and enjoying 25 years of a very rewarding and truly global korean advertising she decided it was time to transform her lifelong hobby of interior designing into her new profession and got her degree in interior design in new york city where she currently is based so with her expertise in interior design her passion for the expat community and her skills to enhance uh, temporary housing, she helps expats feel home away from home and she does that virtually. So, Renata, this is just a short overview of who you are. Could, before we go into how you built this business and made it portable, I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience and where does your passion for I remember since we know each other since a while and Nomad Nation, Renata and I worked together on building this business to be completely transparent. Uh, I've been coaching Renata with, with her skills, but from the moment we met, we became very close friends very quickly too. And I, I have noticed, Renata, that you had a passion, a real passion and affection for the expat community. And I wanted to know where does that come from? Where comes your attraction for this world come from? Well, uh, the
1: thing is, I've been an expat myself uh, for really a long time. Uh, I left Brazil when I was 21 years old. So like the expat community has been my tribe ever since. Uh, I feel really at home whenever I am with expats. It is the easiest thing to be among people that really do not ask you this the famous question where are you from Mm. like those questions that you really do not feel comfortable with Uh, People that really understand what it is to be away from your native country, Uh, people that understand what it is to be moving from one city to the other, and you can connect with so easily. Uh, So like for me, the expat community is really part of my life. Uh, this is why, for me, like working with the expert community has been always uh, somehow my dream. I knew that uh, I wanted, at some point, to move on, uh, to change my career. I felt that when a uh, uh, circle had uh, had come, like uh, what I had come full-, full circle with what I was uh, doing before. And one thing I knew for sure, I wanted to work with uh, the expat community because I really feel um, I really feel at home with these people.
0: Yeah, and you actually work a lot with local clients and also virtual clients. So, and even the local clients that you work with are, all have something to do with being global, even if they're locally based.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, everybody that I work with has something to do with this n- uh, international
0: kind of life. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a lot of questions to figure out how you managed to build your business and, and make it portable. Um, uh, but I definitely hear Nomad Nation, if you're listening, there's one thing that I was not planning to to highlight, but we can see it already here. What I teach a lot when you want to build a portable business is to define a very specific niche. And you have done that by by na- very naturally. I remember when we started working together, we didn't even have to discuss this. It was very obvious for you who you wanted to serve for all the reasons you explained. So... Once you knew who you wanted to serve, could you explain me how, what, how do you deliver your service as, I mean, what more physical than an interior design business where you have to be at people's homes to help design their homes and choose their furnitures and reframe, reframe their houses. So how do you manage to transform that physical, very physical business into something that you provide virtually? Well, uh,
1: I think that, well, first of all, nowadays with like all of those tools that, that, that we have, like Zoom and all of the other tools, uh, we can literally uh, see, we can uh, navigate through each other's houses very, uh, very, in, uh, in a very easy way. And uh, like, if I have one talent, is the talent to see uh, the places. Uh, 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 I mean, I can I can see how to transform places in a in in a kind of I wouldn't say special way, but for me, uh, uh, it's it's very. Um, I can imagine places in a different way very easily. Mm-hmm. I can see the space behind you and I can put a different uh, a different frame behind you very easily in my mind mm-hmm. so for me like a vir- virtual uh, uh, situations are very easy to to kind of like transform I don't know if I can explain myself yeah but uh, I-, I don't need to be in one place to kind of like Uh, imagine uh, 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 the forms I can be virtually in one space and imagine the size of it for me for for me this is something that comes very easily so uh,
0: what are are the steps can you explain uh, like step by step how does it work when you work with a client and support them virtually through interior design
1: Well, uh, first of all, I need to know exactly what this person needs. It is a problem of uh, like uh, the look of the space. This person feels that the space feels impersonal. That the space do not have uh, the space do not feel like homey. Do not cozy it's really an aesthetic thing that this person that that, that like this client feels that the space uh, does not feel like hers or his uh, does not talk to the family so it is really something like cosmetic uh, that they, they that they need to change or it is something that uh, they need a storage solution uh, the place simply do not, Uh, affect everything they need to put in there or the space do not have uh, enough, I don't know, like the dining room do not fit the entire family. They have like logistic problems uh, with the space. Like uh, I need to know all of those problems. They give me some basic measurements and as many photos as they can. With all of this, I can put this in a plan, in a floor, in a floor plan, and I work all the time with references. It is part of my day by day life to be looking at different pictures of furnitures, of lights, of uh, of different draperies, uh, of different uh, 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 setups of. Different homes and apartments, and I can create different solutions mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with uh, all I told you. Uh, if I have the problem the client has, if I have uh, the basic measurements of that space and the photos of that space, I can give them a solution for that for that room for
0: that corner for that space they have so the solution you deliver it you deliver it with a floor plan and what else so what are the deliverables that you give to the clients
1: i give a floor plan where they can see the layout of the things that uh, they are going to have of the furniture of the lights of the draperies of everything that they need to put in that room and what i call mood board which is uh, all of the furniture that I think that they should have in that room in one photo where I put them together in a way that they should be more or less uh, be seen together, be be placed together so they can have the look and feel of that room. Uh, There are some other options sometimes uh, like as expats, we do have all of our furniture already, but we are missing like uh, something that helps us to have like the room. I don't know uh, to uh, to make to make the room more silent, or uh, we need something that. Uh, gives a better light to that room, or something that I don't know to 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 make, as I said, the room more cozy because we have already a furnished house or apartment and it looks very impersonal. And I help them like with some details, with something like to dress the walls with something uh, with some accent pieces that will help them to 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 bring personality, to bring something that will make that place their place. Mm. Uh, I I always make this joke, you know the game, the seven mistake (laughs) game, Uh where pictures that they look very much alike.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like some people cannot see the difference uh, that... uh, uh, in design, uh, I can see the difference right away. I can see that wow, what is making this room much better than other room are I don't know a couple of art things that someone put in the wall, some I don't know some decor pieces, a nice light, a nice uh, an accent wall, a color, some mm. some small details that. A lot of people cannot uh, cannot tell, but when you put it in there, the difference is yeah,
0: it makes a big difference. Yeah. and one thing, all the details you were explaining, I loved how when you started talking about the process, you started with saying it depends on what problem I need to solve. Mm-hmm. and this is this is really key to define and and focusing on expats, the problems. Are often very similar to what you were talking, making a place feel homey. And knowing that a lot of expats are living in temporary housing, sometimes even living in furnitures that are, are not their own. So you also help them, even if they don't have to buy furnitures, to actually readjust this space. Yeah. To, yeah. To be able to just feel more comfortable in their home, even if they don't own all the elements
1: yeah of course of course sometimes it is about rearrange the pieces sometimes it is about to buy very few things and transform uh and to work with what is already in there and uh and uh, as i said rearrange a few things and with whatever they 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 took with them uh, think completely out of the box and transform places that, like, uh, put, I don't know, um, uh, the office where they were not planning to, and play with uh, 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 places and furniture and uh, art pieces in ways that they were not used to. And bring solutions like I remember uh, going uh, uh, like in design school like uh, they need they made us uh, do at least six or seven different layouts for a bedroom and you're gonna say how can you work with seven different layouts for a bedroom like how many in how many places you can put the bed right <laughs> I mean you have only three walls usually <laughs> but yes you can place uh, uh, furniture in different places and usually whoever is not in the business do
0: not think of it exactly yeah I love that and and the other thing is also you know when we were talking about this I realized one of the misconceptions about interior design is that it's for rich people and I have the feeling that doing it virtually has actually made it more affordable and also more In a way, you're you're kind of disrupting the industry with democratizing interior design to be able to bring it to more people.
1: This is what I would love to. And actually, sometimes um, I hate the name because you are totally right. People think that interior design, uh, it is like really a luxurious thing. And it should not because... as as something that can be done online. And with so many affordable things nowadays, you can buy great pieces of furniture in Amazon. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, uh, you need to know how to place them. You need to know what to buy. You need to know, I I try, uh, what I try to do is uh, give them a consultation of what to buy and what to do with those pieces to make something smart and something that uh, transform your place into a place that you really want to go back to. Mm. Uh, My thing with expats has to do with the fact that I feel that many times expats really focus a lot uh, into mm, like... uh, make their social life uh, a nice life, making, of course, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, a career, uh, making uh, their kids' lives, of course, like the best possible life, and their homes, their houses, apartment, it's always uh, left behind. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna be spending a lot of time on those places, even uh, even if you're gonna be on that post only for two or three years. On those two or three years, you're gonna be in that place for a long time, oh, and yes. you need to find. Uh, uh, you need to have a place where you can really recharge your batteries, where you really feel good.
0: Yeah, You know that I realized that only with you when I met you, Renata, it's funny because I think I'm one of those people who actually did not, I traveled so much my whole life that it's so exhausting to have to invest and also financially not reliable to like to invest in real furnitures and, and definitive furnitures that I really like and a style that I really like because... Um, I just gave up on that because I knew I was going to leave. So what's the point if I leave? Sometimes I would even unpack my boxes like months after. I stopped doing that after a while because it's not mentally very healthy, I found. But it's interesting you say that because I did experience that as well as an expat. When you keep moving a lot, what's inside your walls does not become so much of a priority to make it look good, feel good, just because we know we're going to have to pack that again. But I really love that you insist that it's important that we give it we give it uh, attention because for our mental health, it's important yeah. to create stability, even if we have to move again.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it is the place that when everything is unknown outside, when you're in a new city, everything is unknown. Your home should be the coziest, the that it should be a sanctuary more than ever. And like, I mean, the other day I finished the most beautiful bedroom for a girl, entirely Ikea. Nobody would have thought that that entire bedroom was Ikea. I thought it was perfect because, I mean, she's a teenager, most probably in a couple of years, uh, she's going to be tired of that furniture anyway. So I think it is perfect, but it's not because if it is Ikea, you're going to choose it in two minutes and you won't care about it. -hmm. Like there are many ways to make a great bedroom with IKEA furniture, (laughs) but I mean, you need you need to choose it in a smart way.
0: This is this is what I try to I don't know work with my clients. So you talked about how you made it portable. The step one is to talk to your client on how their problem the step two is them they send you the pictures and whatever you need to visualize the space and how to fix the problem then you send the the floor plans and and the mood board I think sometimes you also send a list of like links to where they could get the furniture right exactly
1: exactly and and if if they are in a location that i cannot have uh, and that i do not know where can where they could buy the furniture at least i can send them exactly the measurements of every single furniture and the type of furniture that they should be buying for that place Mm. like the size of everything that they should have which is like half of the way at least like hey for here for 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 this corner for this home office you should have a desk of this size you should have a bookshelf of this size you should have a drawer of this size you should have everything is already planned so you can know exactly when when you finally find a place where you can buy those pieces you already know exactly what to buy you know exactly like the measurements and the colors and the kind of material and everything like everything is already the recipe of the cake is ready all you need to, to do is
0: put them together I love that. So this is fascinating how, yeah, I I would have never thought that interior design could be served and delivered like that. And I want to talk a little bit about what's happening right now, because we are in times of COVID. And I found it interesting how actually during COVID, suddenly, because there was a bit of resistance, I think, at the beginning to educate people and clients on the possibility to have consultation online for this kind of topics on top of democratization democratizing it Uh, but now that everybody was stuck at home I would love you to share some stories that you've told me of how suddenly more people were willing to have like a consultation online to fix their houses
1: yeah this is very interesting Uh, I feel that more than ever uh, people are looking at their places in a way that they had never had the time to look before right like we've been uh, inside our homes as never before so we are seeing the goods and the bad of our places as never before first of all the home office has been like as as never a need and everybody is looking for a good solution to Let it be get a better home office or to build a home office in in their homes. So I've been having like a a request for consultations for how to build a home office in a corner of their bedrooms, in, in any other place of the house, where I had this very nice situations where I've been traveling through the house with different clients in different parts of the world <laughs> to find the better place to build a home office. And uh, in some cases, temporary home offices for people that were planning to go back to offices afterwards and people that were, okay, now I need to have a home office that It's a decent one because I'm going to be working from home and that's it. So like consultations for all kinds of different home offices uh, and people that were, I need to get a better family room. I need to find a way to get my living family room with some sort of like separation because this is a big room where everybody's together and we need to find a way to have more privacy all kinds of consultations on how to have a better family life inside for Mm -hmm. walls uh, it has been a very interesting time to see how people are looking into their homes in a very
0: different way yeah this is amazing and for me it confirms as well the power of building a business model that's portable yeah. because in times like these it's even more needed people need continue to have needs that yeah. but they have to be fulfilled virtually like in this case oh, so yeah. even those who were in the same city of you we're using your services now online because because of the confinement, and you were not allowed to go out.
1: Oh yeah, totally, totally. Like so, I mean, the the need for good chairs, good light, good uh, uh, good uh, good solutions for uh, working from home is simply amazing. I've been searching for solutions of those uh, everywhere, not only in New York, but really everywhere.
0: It's fascinating and um, talking about offices I just want to put a note there you're reminding me of something I, I just want to share that with you one of the big challenges of a lot of expat moms because a lot of listeners are expat moms is to find a space for themselves to work it's really hard so everybody has their space but usually expat moms try to run their businesses from the corner of the table or the kitchen table of the dinery. So I do think that it's interesting that you bring that perspective that even during COVID now, there is ways to redesign the space, to create your space. And I believe it is so important. If you don't have an no imagination, the space for you to work, it's important to figure out how to do it because I think it, it really helps the mindset to commit to the business.
1: Totally. I wrote a blog post about it uh, a month ago, and I said that you need to have an assigned place for it. Like, even if it is really a corner in your bedroom, like it is easy to say, oh, you should have natural light, you should have uh, a place like a, a, a real office, but not all of us do have the luxury to have like an entire room for our offices, but you should have an assigned place for it, even if it is very small, even if it doesn't have light. We can always find a way with with design to solve all of this, to bring artificial light, to do like whatever needs to be done. But you need to have one place where you can concentrate on yourself on your things that like you can do your work
0: whatever it is yeah i will put the link if it's okay renata of this blog post in the show notes of this episode that be okay yes, yes so yes. nation if you are in this case where you don't have a space for yourself i i know that a lot of my clients when they started working with me that was the first thing that i was asking them to do to figure out how to build their space so that they can yeah. focus if you are in that case i will link this uh, blog post with great tips in the show notes of this episode which is tandemnomads.com slash 172 now that you shared with us how you made your portable business, I think one of the common things uh, also with our listeners is the journey you've been through to start your business. So when we met you, were you were still, I think, taking you were still getting your degree in interior design. In the yep. past years, I've been seeing you transform and grow into this business owner. And it's been amazing to watch you. I would love it if you could tell me, And this time, what were your biggest challenges uh, building a business?
1: Oh, okay. So many. The thing is, I love when I am in front of my computer designing. I love when I am discussing with my clients ideas, and I can do this forever. But the whole thing of like, exposing the whole thing of like being in front of a camera, the whole thing of like showing my work, for me, this is really complicated. I I was born to be behind the cameras. I was not, I mean, probably it has to do with, I mean, being from another generation. This whole thing of like being uh, in social media and being... Uh, all the way uh, talking about my work, marketing strategies in general, they are really hard for me. They really put me totally out of my comfort zone. You know this better than anyone. (laughs) But uh, I think that we only grow when we are out of our comfort zone, right? Right. And it has been an incredible journey. Uh, It is very challenging. It is something that makes me grow a lot. Uh, uh, I really struggle a lot. I really do struggle a lot. Whenever I need to, to be out there showing my work, it's not that I'm not proud of it. But it is really hard to expose yourself to, like, uh, to 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 be vulnerable, uh, to uh, to to be out there uh, and uh, and and risk uh, critiques and uh, all kinds of things that like you cannot control. And when, when you are on any kind of social media, for me, it has been always uh, challenging. But Uh, it is at the same time very rewarding because this is how you can uh, build uh, a portable business and uh, uh, it has been worth it. Uh, It is
0: hard, but (laughs) it has been. So tell me what has helped you. you. (laughs) Even when you say it now, although you're doing it, and I want to commend you, you're so consistent at it. You, uh, You know, Nomad Nation, how I am. Really strict about being consistent with our yeah. strategy. <laughs> uh, and you are so you've never missed any since you started and you committed to it. You've been very consistent with your blog, with your newsletter, with your Instagram, and you're putting really high quality content there. So, despite the challenge that you're still painful, what is helping you push through? Uh, I think it's it's very
1: easy the answer are the results mm. uh, we can uh, I can tell that uh, you're right when you say that consistency is the key you need to be out there you need to show up every morning to your audience you need to show uh, that uh, your work is there that that you are doing what you are supposed to do, and and uh, the results are coming. Yeah. Uh, this is why you cannot stop, uh, and uh, and it is like uh, it is something that you need to be. Uh, uh, it is part of like it is part of your work. You cannot only uh, do. The design, you cannot only do the job, you cannot only uh, look for references and, and mood boards and floor plans. You need to uh, work on your blog posts, you need to work on uh, uh, your Instagram photos and texts and everything. It is part of your work uh, um, in the same way. It is simple as
0: that amen (laughs) hearing this from you makes it makes my day (laughs) well
1: (laughs) it is very challenging let me tell you but it is part of the work Uh, yeah
0: i can't deny it yeah one thing you've done and this is really important uh, that i want to highlight also there's two things i want to say before we end There's more related to the work we've been together to help our listeners. There's one thing you told me one day that stayed forever in my head. I'm a marketer and I know why it's important to be strategic, why it's important to be consistent, but I never heard it from the other side of the table until you told me how you decided to work with me. And you mentioned that story about uh, consistency. Do you remember?
1: Uh, Ah, great. there no, okay. are so many stories. That's true. Me so we one. met
0: at the conference, and then you said that you had registered to the newsletter, and you kept seeing the newsletter. Yeah. And even do you want to continue that story?
1: Well, uh, I think I told you one day. Well, I think I wrote to you one day uh, that I kept reading uh, your newsletters, and I was not so consistent, uh, consistent on uh, listening all of the podcasts. But uh, I listened many, uh, and one day I think I wrote to you: "Don't give up on me, because one day I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hire you." Uh, and it took me two years because I uh, I had not finished school. I was not on the right moment uh, to uh, to hire you. Uh, And somehow every single uh, newsletter I received, it was as if you were reminding me you were there. And at some point I felt like I need to tell her, I know you're there. I'm not ready for you, but don't give up on me because one day I'm going to call you and 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 this is how it happened is this is this the story you want? yes
0: it was amazing because i've never heard it from from the side of the the other side and i keep repeating this story to all the clients who struggle to build consistency in their business because this is the living proof of when you're consistent even if people don't listen even if they don't they're watching they're seeing you even if they don't engage with you on social media and that's one of the things i'm like if even if you don't have a lot of interactions it doesn't mean that people are not paying attention
1: yeah this is this is what i think i think that if you're giving uh, people a good content uh they don't need to answer you they don't need to like uh, even give you a like every week or every post but uh I want to hope that uh, they keep seeing you, knowing that you are there, and one day when they need the kind of service that you can provide, they are going to reach out. Yeah, as as I did to you, like and uh, and 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 the funny thing, at some point, I really felt they need to tell you. Don't give up on me. I'm gonna show up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is so cute. It's adorable. And I'm so grateful you did. And I wanna I already thanked you, but I already wanna thank you for for trusting me along the process and allowing me to be part of it. Thank you. It's been amazing to see you grow. Which is another thing I wanna know. I never asked you this question. I should have in private <laughs> setting, but I realized what what is how. You made an investment in your business to grow it. So, what was the motivation for you to invest in a coach and get the support that you needed? How did you know that that was the right thing to do? Well,
1: uh, first of all, I know that uh, I, I don't know everything I needed to know to, to do it by myself, like as simple as that. Second, I don't have the discipline. Uh, I need to to do it by myself. I think that whenever you are alone on something, it is hard to wake up every day and do it completely by yourself. Uh, So, like, you need to have someone that, uh, like, you know, that it's on the other side and it's gonna be like um, uh, asking you about your results, it's gonna be in the journey with you. Mm-hmm. First of all, as I said, someone that knows better than you. Second, someone that is going to be uh, asking you about your uh, your results. And third, uh, someone that uh, will uh, sort of like uh, guide you through the process. So um, it, it was something so new to me. Mm. uh that uh by myself like I knew that uh I could not have done uh alone that that for sure
0: for you it was obvious you didn't have any okay
1: yeah no no I totally knew it was something like that had had to do with the business side of it and 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 with my personality
0: Mm, interesting. So, thank you so much again for sharing your journey. And I would love to know if you had one message to share with those who are starting their businesses, especially those who need to think outside the box, because that's what you've done. You thought, honestly, there's not a lot of interior designers who do what you do, and I hope you realize how original and outside the box you are. Um, I I wonder if you could help those uh, with any insights who think that their business cannot be put online. And that the connection with the client cannot happen, that, you know, special connection if it's not in the same space.
1: Uh, Well, I think that this is such a special moment uh, that, uh, I mean, this could not be a better moment to Mm -hmm. think of uh portable businesses i think that we are seeing uh right now like i'm talking really about this this moment we are living where every single thing uh are being transformed uh, right in front of our eyes that um uh think twice as i was saying like uh when i went to uh to the design school uh, they made us think of at least six different layouts mm-hmm. uh, uh think of <laughs> at least six six different ways to do your business
0: oh i love <laughs> this <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it's kind of like oh there is no way uh you need to uh <laughs> i don't know Put the bed on the ceiling, <laughs>
0: but do it. <laughs> You're hilarious. I love it. Put the bed on the ceiling. That's the spirit. Yeah. 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 Do you it find is. that your connection with your clients is as strong as when you meet them in person?
1: I love this. Uh, uh, live connections. I love it. Whenever I can have, I won't lie to you. Uh, I love like uh, live connections, but... As, as I learn to do blog posts and uh, all kinds of things, I'm learning that I don't need them anymore. If I can. I will always say, hey, let me go to your place. Let me see the place. Let me see you in person because I love it. Hey, I am Brazilian. I am <laughs> Latin. I love like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like really... Uh, 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 face-to-face uh connections but i'm learning that you can you can do without them yeah if i can will always be my first my first option but i'm learning that you can do without honestly amazing.
0: wow so you've been inspiring thank you so much renata for your amazing insights where's the best fa- place to find you
1: Uh, Well, it's, uh, it's always uh, in my, uh, through, through my website, like you can reach me there. You can uh, contact me through, uh, through my website. You're going to go straight to my email and I'm checking my email all the time. All
0: right. So the website is rgcprojects.com. rgcprojects.com amazing fantastic so nomad nation if you want to learn more about uh renata's insights i will put all her information in the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com 172 and i will as well add their a free guidebook if you want to learn the steps that renata and i took to build her portable business so that you can as well have a peek into it and discover how you can do that as well again renata thank you so much for taking the time to share your inspiring journey Thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure. Thanks. Nations Nation, stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.